Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Hey, yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's the 24th day of November 2017. It's 8 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States, and we're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia, the day after Thanksgiving. And truly, we do thank God for all of our bountiful blessings. We are a nation of blessed people, if you haven't noticed, and we thank God He's mindful of us, he's kept us, and he truly has blessed us. Before we get into the word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word and that which is not movable and that which you have established, that which you will keep. The Apostle Paul said that he was persuaded that whatsoever he committed unto you that you are able to keep. And in this day of uncertainty, in this day, Father, when the waves and it seems there be there be no solid ground that the uh, uh, the absolutes that we once knew are being challenged and uh, are trying to be uh, destroyed from our sight and from our faith. And we ask you today in Jesus' name that you would inject us today with your Holy Spirit and your Word, because your Word will never ever pass away. We'll do that what you sent it to do, and we give you praise and honor. If it be one today that doesn't know you, Lord, may their heart be pricked by your word and the one today needs healing. May they be healed by the power of God. And for we're not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Be with that one today struggling in their mind, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, you touch. Be with that one today that's struggling with addiction. Lord, so many people don't want to be the way that they are. And we ask you, Lord, with a mighty hand that you would remove them. Father, you, as you told Moses that Pharaoh will not let you go, with an easy hand, but I, I will, I will loosen the grip, my Lord, of Pharaoh on your life, and you shall be set free, and your bondage shall be taken away, and we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, and amen. If you notice the title of our, of our broadcast today is SOS, which in nautical terms means save our ship. In Moore's code, it's dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. It's in a, uh, I, I don't even know if they use Moore's code anymore. I'm sure it's probably a backup, but, but it's save our, save our lives. Uh, many today are struggling on and, uh, with storms, and uh, uh, for the most part, they feel their anchor has, has been severed from them, and they are just being tossed to and fro. The Bible warns us not to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, winds of this world, spirits, breath of this world that uh, have so much influence on our society today. And 
it's hard to see through and, and find stability because the enemy does everything he can to blind the blessings of God and what God wants to do for our lives. But uh, the Bible declares that uh, if we call on the name of the Lord, that we shall be saved. We'll take a scripture today from the book of Hebrews chapter 6 and then for the will of God we'll be going to Psalms 25. And the Bible says, as the writer of Hebrews, many say as Paul, I, I personally believe that, but it doesn't tell us, so we don't really know. In Hebrews chapter 6, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 18 says that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible, listen now, for God to lie, that we might have consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Immutable means that which time cannot change, and it is imprint it's, in, it's indoctrinated it's something it's a it's a spiritual law as we speak in Romans chapter 8 that the law of sin and death has been severed from us because of the law of the spirit and the power of God the spiritual laws which were enforced at the cross 2,000 years ago the things that in the spirit world were broken we don't walk by sight we walk by faith and that's why we uh, call those things that are not as though they were we have spoken this many times that we are in a spiritual warfare for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds in our lives but men when I say men I mean mankind men women boys and girls we get in trouble, we get we get sidetracked, we get in a storm in our life, and the writer here says there's two immutable things that we can count on. One is that God cannot and will not lie. One of the things for God, impossibility, the, one of the impossibilities of God and his character and his holiness is God cannot lie. Jesus said that Satan from the beginning was a liar and a murderer, and a thief, and he comes but to kill and destroy. But he said, I come telling the truth that you might have life, and you might have it more abundantly. Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope, the hope that is set before us. That's another immutable thing that the hope which we cannot see, the Bible says that which is seen, is not hope. It's just not a passing I wish. It's not a wish. I wish this. I wish that. Hope has something backing it. In, in, in the economic world, which not so much anymore, when, we, when nations print money, then there's a precious metal to back that up. Of course, we know not so much today with inflation and with just the printing of money for no reason at all, which we know can lead to economic disaster. And I'm not an economist, but I'm just, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. But there's something to back it. So our hope that is backed 
today. That upon this rock, Jesus said, I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against that which I have purchased with my own blood. So where do we put our hope in the day when hope and life is being sucked out of individuals every day when we see people, hollow-eyed people, my God, without hope? What do we tell them who have lost grip? What do we tell them who are struggling, who are, the Bible declares that sin is, is, is like being in a quicksand, where the struggle, the pull of it, that, that, that which is trying to take us under, See, I've said it a thousand times, and we'll continue to say that, that, that the problem in the world is sin. Our enemy is sin. Our problem is sin. We have this tendency to sin. And the Bible says the man that says he has not sinned is a liar, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we lay hold on hope, that which is back. Now, the backing that we're talking about today is simply, and I don't mean that in a, in a, in a term that uh, uh, demeans, but it's simply that Jesus Christ and him crucified. That we go back 2,000 years ago to a man called Jesus, one mediator between God and man, and that's the man. Christ Jesus, who is our hope, who is our refuge, who is our present help in the time of trouble. When we exhaust it, which we have this tendency to seek other avenues, we have this tendency because of our pride, which comes before a fall, we want to work everything out on our own. You know, when people say, I can do this by myself. All I need is the Lord. That is a form of pride. Because the Bible says we need the fellowship of the saints. <clears throat> Simon Garfunkel wrote years ago, I am a rock. I am an island. I am out here by myself. I don't need anybody else. That is so far from the truth. The Bible teaches unity of the believers. A house divided, the Bible declares, will not Stand, where is the unity in the body of Christ? I don't see it. I don't see it. But I know it's God's will. And who can <clears throat> implement it? Who can, who, can, who can put Christians together is when a man, woman, boy or girl becomes willing to let go of their pride, <laughs> to let go of their attitude, the, the chip that you have on your shoulder. Daring somebody to knock it off. And let me tell you this morning, God will knock them. Maybe a man can or won't. It's beyond men. But God will bring us down to the realization that we're not, we're not individuals. But we are a body. Okay. So much for that. But he says, <clears throat> to lay hold, pardon me this morning. Upon the hope set before us, verse 19 of Hebrews chapter 6 says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Listen now. Remember the title of our broadcast is SOS, Save Our Ship. An anchor of the soul, which is sure and steadfast. Listen. Read that again. Which is sure and steadfast, and which entereth 
into that within the veil. Now, you have to know Old Testament Levitical priesthood to know that the veil separated man from God, from, from the holy of holies, and man the man had to go behind a veil, and under that system, a, the high priest went once a year, not without blood, the Bible says. He had to prepare himself, and if he wasn't holy, when he went in there, and went in with a with a with, with the wicked and pure heart, then he would die, and they'd drag him out with a cane. They put bells on their feet, so if the bells quit ringing, they knew that this priest had fallen, because God's holy. So we have this hope that when Jesus Christ gave up the ghost, <clears throat> that the veil was ripped from top to bottom. And the Bible says, and once he went behind the veil and it was ripped and he put the blood on the mercy seat and even on the mercy seat in heaven and made an atonement for our sins and all of the the justification, the sanctification and our coming glorification is rock solid Christ. So we don't walk by feeling. The Bible declares we walk by faith and we have this hope, not wishing. We don't wish. We don't wish. I wish upon a star. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish, I wish. Tonight we don't, we, don't, we don't call on stars. We call on the creator of the stars, which is, if you read Colossians, uh, the preeminence of Christ, that he was also the creator of the universe. And he says, both sure, steadfast, was entereth into, within, I want to read him, which is sure and step. Can, can, can you think of anything today? In your life, that is sure and steadfast. Are you promised to make it to the end of the day? No. Are you promised to get through the day without some kind of complication? No. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've overcame the world. He said, those who are godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So it's not easy going or easy sledding. But we have this hope, which is an anchor, that's a nautical term, anchor for the soul. We sing the old song, I don't hear it too much anymore, I hear a lot of the old songs anymore, but anyhow, I shall not be, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Jesus is my anchor, and in him I put my trust. <clears throat> so your hope today is in Christ Jesus. In Psalms chapter 25, I want to go to an example of one who, of course, was the psalmist David. His hope and his anchor was, of course, Jehovah God. And he even prophesied of Jesus Christ. So his hope was in the ways and the power of Almighty God. And he says in Psalms 25, verse 1, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. This is a prayer 
of distress. This is a prayer of a man who was afflicted. A man like me and you who have failed God miserably at times. A man who was backed in the corner several times. I was reading in Samuel, yes, first Samuel 30 when he was at Ziglag. He wasn't supposed to be there. Sometimes we're out of place. We're not where we need to be. But the mercy of God shines upon us and gets us out of our situation and our circumstance. You know the story he the Philistines, I believe, come and maybe wasn't the Philistines, I can't remember who it was now, but anyhow, come and, and, and took his families and their families, the six hundred men of David and and uh, burned their village and took the women and the children and Grown men begin to cry and wail, and they were so upset at David that they threatened to stone him. But the Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. His hope kicked in because of past victories, past memorials, the bear, the lion, Goliath. He knew that God was the same yesterday, today, and for. Ever. And if he did it yesterday, then he'll do it today. He said, I change not. The world changes. People change every day. People change. My Lord, do people ever change? If you haven't noticed, people are seasonal. We're seasonal people. You know, we're in one season, out of a season, in a season, out of a season. Bad moods, get good moods. You know, psychological term, I guess, is bipolar. I don't know so much about all that, but but people are changeable, but so God doesn't change. See? Now, David knew the men around him were pretty upset, and they weren't battle-ready. See, in order to be battle-ready, you got to have hope, and in order to be battle-ready, you have to have a vision, because the Bible says without a vision, a man will perish. Write it down, Habakkuk said, and get it before you, and it's, Pointed time it shall come to pass. So he says here in, in, in Psalms 25, Unto thee, Lord, do I lift up my soul, my very being, in a prayer of distress. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. These are good refrigerator scriptures. Whosoever, universal here, universal doesn't you, you're not doesn't say if the elect call on the Lord said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Psalms twenty four and four tells us how to approach Him in the time of need. He said, "He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully." See, we we. We approach God. Give me clean hands. Give me a clean heart. Sanctify my eyes. Sanctify my ears. Sanctify my words. Pure heart. And our hearts are only made pure by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Hebrews 9, 11 through 14 says, But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. This is how we approach God. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and ashes of heifer, sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more? Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purging our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So the Bible declares in the book of Hebrews that the veil is ripped from top to bottom, giving us access under the Holy Lord by where we can bring our supplications boldly before the throne of God in Jesus' name, because we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So, Christ is our intercessor, our mediator, our anchor. <clears throat> it's how we approach God. First Timothy 2, 5 said, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Hebrews seven twenty six to 27 For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests who offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. He didn't have any sin. He's the sinless one, a lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John sixteen twenty three through twenty six and in that day shall you ask me ask me nothing verily verily I say unto you whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name he will give it to you hereto have you asked nothing in my name verse twenty four ask you shall receive that your joy may be full these things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs but the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly the Father that the day you shall ask in my name and, and say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. So this is the confidence. Back to Psalms 25, he said, Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. An, an anchor. Who do you trust? Who do you trust today? Who do we trust? The Bible says in Psalms 34 and 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Verse 3, back to Psalms 25, says, Yea, let none, now listen, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. They're pointing to the purity, how we approach God. One, only, only one way to approach God. One way in this, the dispensation. Yeah, I, I, I'll use that word, dispensation. The, the, the way that God is dispensing his power within these days is through grace. Only in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his finished work. None shall be ashamed that wait on thee. In Psalms 
27, 14, wait on the Lord. <laughs> wait on the Lord. A lot of, of, of being steadfast and having, having hope as an anchor of the soul. My Lord is waiting on God. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. and He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The emphasis is waiting on God. For the Bible says, if you wait upon him, that he shall renew your strength. He's saying is, not the Bible, as far as I know, good things come to those that wait. And it's not a pleasant thing to have to wait all the time. But we wait on the Lord. Psalms 41 through 3, I wait patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. This is our hope. Paul said, that which I have committed unto him, he's able to keep against that day. I'm fully persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. There's not a power, principality, there's not a weapon that's formed against us that shall prosper if we have faith and our hope in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 4 in Psalms 25 says, show me, my, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Wow. This shows fellowship. This shows communion. It's God's, it's God's perfect will that man commune with him. It, it, it's God who, who, who sent his only begotten son that men would be reconciled back to him. That men once again would be at one with God, atonement. But the atonement was given, giving us an one with God, giving us access unto the holy of holies. Once again, establishing communication and fellowship with God Almighty only, 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 only through the blood of Jesus Christ, not by works, lest any man should boast. For our righteousness, the Bible says, is but filthy rags. We cannot approach God without the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when he sees the blood, and it gives us access to the Passover lamb. Show me thy ways. Show me thy ways. Verse 5, lead me in thy truth. What's the Bible say about truth? And to the knowledge of the truth shall set us free. And teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. There's that word again. 
that waiting, that hoping, that believing upon you do we wait. This is the word of God. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Exodus 33 and 13 says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Lead me in thy truth. Teach me. Back to Psalms 25. Teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait. Do I wait. John 14, 16. Jesus said, I am the way. And I am the truth. He says, I am the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. Verse 6 says, remember, back to Psalms 25, remember, O Lord, listen, thy tender mercy, which the Bible describes are renewed daily, and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. You see the immutability here, the, 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 the fact that God, remember I said that, that that which is immutable, that which changes not, that time cannot erode, that man cannot speak against. It's that, it, it, it's that rock that Jesus said, upon that rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, which I have purchased with my own blood. Past mercies of God give us a memorial, a place of believing that if he'd done it yesterday, he can do it today. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Get, get this in your spirit today. Be taught by the Holy Ghost. Let him teach you. I have found that if we get a scripture, read it several times. Repetition is the mother of learning. I've heard that said, and I, and I believe that. Sports, sport coaches say that repetition, doing things over and over and over until they become part of us. <clears throat> All the repetition in our life is not good. <laughs> A lot of our repetition is compulsive. Okay. Verse 7 says, remember the sins of my youth. He's asking for forgiveness. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions according to thy mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. And it's almost David once again recognizing his inability to save himself, that there's not a sacrifice that we can make. Obedience is better than sacrifice. There's not a we can do. We can't crawl up steps on our knees and flog our backs as Christians of old did until until the blood ran. And and, and you you can read some of the some some of the hideous things that Christians used to do. Try to please God. That's not going to do it. There's no righteousness in us. We can't. Our own blood cannot save anybody, even ourselves. Isaiah thirty-eight seventeen says, "Behold, for the peace I had great bitterness, but thou." Has in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. 
for thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back, as far as the east is from the west. Wow, what a what a hope we have today! What 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 a uh, a a a system! What a covenant! The new and the everlasting covenant and the eternal spirit of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Psalms 103.12 As far as the east is from the west So far have you removed our transgressions from us. That process today is calling on the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the lover of our soul. Hebrews 9.22 says and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. Now, when that says all things in under the Davidical system, that meant the blood of a heifer, whatever it might be. But in our in our uh, the day, God's economy for today is all things are purged by the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So our faith must be. In Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. First John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. How much? All. No no, no degrees, no categories, just sin. Unforgivable sin, the Bible declares. That's blasphemy. The Holy Spirit, which I believe is rejecting his love gift, turning away. Because they refused to uh, uh, retain me in their knowledge, God said, I turned them over to a reprobate, to their own devices, where they shall believe a lie and be damned. A strong delusion shall come their way. Verse 8, back to Psalm 25. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners his way. Who's the teacher? Well, Jesus said, I'll send you one back who shall lead you and guide you into all truth and all righteousness. He shall be your teacher. Paul was went to Arabia for a period of time, and the Bible says the Holy Ghost taught him and gave him the revelation of justification and sanctification and the future glorification. The revelation of grace, of the cross, taught by the Holy Spirit who, by the way, wrote the Bible. All Scripture was given by inspiration of God. 2 Timothy 3.16. So God's good and upright. He's good and upright. Psalm 92.15 says, To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. No unrighteousness in him. He's the righteous one. He is our righteousness. Verse 9. The meek will he guide. 
and judgment. And the meek will he teach his way. <clears throat> now that means those that humble themselves before God. And in due time, the Bible declares they will be exalted. This is the word of God. The meek, Paul says, shall inherit the earth. Psalms 149 and 4 says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Matthew 5, 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is the Beatitudes. What Jesus taught. Verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, the Bible in Revelation 12, and they loved not their lives to the death. In Romans 8, one and two. Therefore, now there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, listen, this is a spiritual law that we've talked about before, in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. This is immutable. You can't change this. You can't change this. Verse 10, verse 11 says, For my name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. My sin is ever before you. Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell on you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you for his name's sake. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, God at sundry times and divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. So the name by which we claim today is Jesus Christ, whom he hath appointed, listen, heir of all things, by whom also he, which is, God, which is Jesus Christ, made the world. Verse 12, Psalms 26. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach the way that he shall choose. For the fear of the Lord, the Bible declares, is the beginning of knowledge. Let's read that in Psalms 111.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding. Have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. So if you want knowledge, James said, if you want it, ask of God, and he'll give it to you abundantly, but only in the way we approach him through Jesus Christ with fear and with reverence and with an awe. Verse 12. What is man 
What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach his way, and he shall choose. The Bible declares, what is, who are we that God is mindful of us? Why is he mindful of us? The book of Psalms. One eleven ten, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I'm sorry, I read it already. Verse 13, his soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. Our soul shall dwell at ease, and our seed shall inherit the earth. Proverbs one thirty three says, but, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely. And she'll be quiet from the fear of evil. Wow, what a promise. Whosoever hearketh unto me shall dwell in safety and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. In other words, listening, trusting, and obeying. Obedience, the Bible declares, is better than sacrifice. Matthew sixteen eighteen says, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, which I have purchased. We dwell at ease. We dwell with the confidence. We dwell with safety. We trust in the immutable, the unmovable things, the rock, which is the bedrock of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that he made 2,000 years ago, purchasing our salvation, saving our souls, delivering us from the powers of darkness. This is our hope today. The Bible says when we meditate upon these things, then our minds will become in perfect peace. His perfect love, the Bible says, is pushing and driving out all fear. Verse 14, the secret of the Lord. Now listen. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show him his covenant. What a powerful scripture that is. The secret of the Lord is with him. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the things which he, I'm paraphrasing, things which he reveals to us walking, but the things he just keeps secret. Don't worry about it unless you get the revelation. Walk in the light, the Bible declares, as you have the light, but, but the secret of the Lord is, they almost said the secret of the Lord is with God, with, I'm sorry, is with them that fear him. Us. And he will show them his covenant. Hebrews 8.13 says, In that he saith a new covenant he hath made the first old now, that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away or be fulfilled. So where is our hope? Where is our hope today? What are you what are you putting your hope in? What do you what are you believing today that'll keep you? Hebrews says for our hope our hope in Jesus Christ is an anchor 
for our soul. You ever notice the the winds of this world are blowing strongly. We live in a very unstable, unsecure world. You turn on your computer and your computer's not protected, you'll get a, an icon or something pop up and say your computer is under threat. See, in the spiritual realm, we don't see the threats. That's why the, Jesus said that, take heed that no man deceive you. So, the God doesn't change, and we have hope in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we believe, we must believe what he said. We must believe. I want to go back to Hebrews 6. I want, I want to read just scripture again. That In verse, chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. That by two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay up hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enter into within the veil. If your if your ship is in trouble today, if you're laying out an SOS, which means save our ship, or Mayday, so to speak. Mayday, Mayday. In other words, you're in trouble. And you're praying a prayer of distress as David did in Psalms 25. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Cry out to him today. Cry out to Jesus. The Bible declares he's a present help. In the time of trouble, I, I, I know the frustration, praying and not seeing anything happen. But we just have to hang on. <laughs> we have to endure. There's a certain amount of endurance that comes with serving God. There is a certain amount of waiting. The waiting forms us and fashions us. And patience, the Bible says, brings forth endurance. And those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, if you're struggling in your life and you don't know what to do, just call on him. Confess with your mouth, believe your heart to God Almighty, raising from the dead. Call upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible says you shall be saved. Repent. Make a conscious choice to return. Nothing comes about repentance. John the Baptist said, repent. Jesus said in Ephesus, repent and do your first works over. Turn. Make a conscious, you know, leave where you're at. If it means getting out of an environment, then do what you got to do. Let the glorious light of Jesus Christ shine in your life. If you need healing today, by his stripes you're healed. If you're struggling in your mind, he was chastised for our peace of mind. That's his word today. We stand on that. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we'll not come back void as we've done the best we could today, Father. Lord, Lord, sometimes I feel like we struggle, but it's your word. It's not mine. It's yours. And you'll send it where it needs to go, and it'll do what it needs to do. We ask you for salvation. We ask you that men and women, boys and girls, are calling your name today. 
that we'll be thankful for what you've done in our lives. That by your stripes they're healed, they will relieve you for a healing in their mind and their body and their soul and their spirit. And their minds will be touched. Those addicted, Lord, will be set free with the power of God. Those with diagnosis, mental conditions, Father, with the chains will be broken off their minds today. My Lord, in Jesus' name. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Save the Lord. And we ask all these things be done in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless. Till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.